Hello, and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley, and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real-life challenges, the real-life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013, where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space, and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome to episode number 35, imposter syndrome, feeling like a fraud in fitness. Take a breath, oh my golly, that is a very loaded title Um, and you know this, even the title alone, it might trigger you or it might raise that emotional charge in you and you know, it can feel a little bit confronting and uncomfortable even just hearing those words. So You know, if you're feeling like that already with the title of this episode, just take a breath. Let's just enter into this space going, I'm here to learn. I'm here to open a lens Um, because I really did want to open this episode today because it's actually such a common theme and talking point that I I coach around with people that I work with. Um, And in this episode, I want to talk to you and discuss what is imposter syndrome, how it's showing up in our businesses and as our life as coaches. Um... And give you, more importantly, some things to consider in order to start breaking into this and leaning into imposter syndrome. Because this thing of imposter syndrome, when it's left unattended and when we not necessarily ignore it, but when we leave it alone and don't touch it at all, it just has the impacts and consequences of of it being and existing in our life is freaking huge on our business. So I think it's really important if you are a coach in the fitness industry and you are experiencing some of the stuff that I'm going to discuss, if this is some stuff that's coming up for you, um, we really need to consider how it is impacting your business and your life as a coach. Um, and we can we can really change it and we can make friends with our frenemies, so to speak. So let's discuss what imposter syndrome is first. Um, now imposter syndrome is like this really deep, like internalized fear that will be found out as a fraud and that we don't deserve to have the successes that we have. Imposter syndrome, it tells us and makes us feel like we, we are not intelligent. We're not creative. We're not hardworking. We're not all these things that we've had to be in order to get the outcomes that we've wanted in our business. It really makes us feel like everything that we've got or achieved is by fucking chance. It it really makes us feel like, you know, our successes have just been given to us by luck 
or it was like we're in you know the right place at the right time that's what imposter syndrome makes us feel like it makes us just feel like you know it's just it was handed to us basically and it really it really breeds on the fact and the the feelings that we don't deserve what we have despite working our asses off for it now the thing with imposter syndrome is that when we have this fear of being found out as a fraud it's there's a fear of being exposed ex- and a fear of being exposed around these these parts of ourselves these shades these shadow sides these weaknesses that we perceive about ourselves it's a fear of those qualities of our personality and qualities of you know who we are of being exposed and we have a fear that when those things are exposed we'll be rejected and people won't like us or people will judge us or people will, you know, explain off the success that we've had and it really confirms the the thoughts that we have and that's why imposter syndrome exists. And because we have all these fears of being a fraud, being found out, and then when we're found out being rejected, imposter syndrome really breeds on us being silent and it really breeds on us not talking about this kind of stuff. Um, and the thing with imposter syndrome is that it, it really, it really breeds and grows on this fear of it all being handed to us and we can't replicate it. We can't replicate the success that we've had because it was all just by luck and chance anyway, even though there is so much evidence to suggest and not suggest there's so much evidence to show that we are able to produce the results that we want and get the outcomes that we're after because of our history of evidence. Um, So imposter syndrome is a really gnarly thing. Like it can just really stronghold so many people and it can, and when we have imposter syndrome living in our life, it makes us think and feel certain ways and how it can appear in us and how it can feel in us is it can be, it can be coming up with thoughts and feelings of like, um, lots of self-doubt. We can always be perpetually doubting our abilities um, and thinking that we don't have the skills, we don't have the confidence, we have a lack of things, skill sets, etc. And, you know, if we open into it, we're going to be exposed. And what we feel about ourselves, that lack of and that doubt that we have about our abilities, when we're exposed, that'll be found out and that'll be confirmed. So knowing these how imposter show, syndrome shows up in our life is really important. And that's one of them is having this perpetual like self-doubt about ourselves. Um, another thing that is really evident of when we might have some imposter syndrome present is we truly can't acknowledge our success and we can't really like celebrate all of our achievements. And the reason we can't do that is if we were to, you know, scream from the rooftops that we've got our goals or let people know about what we've achieved or share our successes with people. Imposter syndrome doesn't want us to do that because if we do that and then people were to engage with that conversation or find out more, imposter syndrome, because it tells us that it's all handed to us by luck and right timing and all that kind of stuff. If we scream to the rooftops that this is what we're achieving, people might then dig deeper and find out that full of shit and it was all by chance anyway and that person doesn't have those skill sets or those qualities to be achieving that so that's another way that imposter syndrome plays out is that people really can't celebrate their wins and celebrate their achievements um another big thing that is evident from having imposter syndrome is this fear of judgment um people 
will always be living in a land where they don't necessarily want to do anything or like make a move in their business or say something to the public or, you know, social media or whatever it might be because they don't want people to judge them or yeah, like they don't want people to judge what they're saying or their thinking. And when we have that fear of judgment, we know it makes us play small. We know that it makes us mitigate our, uh, like mitigate what we say and diminish our thoughts and feelings and don't share them because we don't want other people to judge what we're saying, even though that's how we feel. And imposter syndrome can really make us set goals, targets, milestones that are like so off track with where we're currently at. If you think about like picture in your head, you're at the base of a mountain, right? And you're setting a target, which is the peak of the mountain. And the peak is really high and, you know, you might not have the, the skills just yet to be actually climbing that mountain. But imposter syndrome makes us like overdo it and overcompensate because we want to like prove to people that we can do it and we can replicate it. And so we set up targets and expectations for ourselves that quite frankly can be too high for where we're at. That doesn't mean that that's not something we can achieve in the future, but we're not there. Like we're not ready to climb that track just yet. Do you know what I mean? But this is what imposter syndrome can do. And when we set up these targets and milestones that are so high and the expectations are so high, when we're climbing that mountain that's off track, we're going to fail. We're not going to get to the top. And that's not for a lack of skill set. It's just for a lack of experience, time, time on this planet, right? And we have to realize that, you know, as we get older, as we get more experience, it, it, the mountain that we climb will get bigger. But it is a journey that you need to go through in order to go from one mountain to a higher mountain. And sometimes we want to go from that little mountain to the biggest one in the valley. And it's so inappropriate and so off track. But imposter syndrome makes us like act in that way to overcompensate because we don't want people to find out that we're a fraud and we don't want to expo- expose these, you know, lack of all these things or these qualities that we deem as unsuccessful, unworthy um, weaknesses. We don't want people to find that out. So we set bigger and bigger things to like push them off track and show people that we are still like kicking ass and like still challenging ourselves and all that kind of stuff, right? But then when we don't reach that peak, gosh, how does that make us feel? It makes us feel shit. It confirms our our already like present thoughts that we have about ourselves around our, our weaknesses. So imposter syndrome really can influence our behavior in that way just by really fucking overdoing it. So that's like you know, that's like four four examples of how imposter syndrome lives and, and is present. Another one actually that um, I, I do want to mention is perfectionism. Perfectionism can be bred and can exist because of imposter syndrome. Um, if you think about it, perfectionism is, you know, has everything has to be perfect. Ducks have to be in a row. Um, everything needs to look beautiful and clean before we, you know, pull the trigger. Every T crossed, every I dotted, everything needs to be in place 110% before we make a move, before we launch that product, before we have that conversation, before we start that new project, whatever it might be. Perfectionism makes us have to feel like, uh, it makes us have to set things up like that because we're trying to live this illusion, right? And we're trying to keep this mask on that we have it all together and that we know everything. We've got all the knowledge to execute it. And when we've got perfectionism as a byproduct of imposter syndrome, nothing's ever good enough and nothing is perfect enough for for us to actually pull the trigger. And that's the thing with perfectionism is we, people with perfectionism cannot 
often take action or they can't, you know, they can't take that next step. They're always staying in planning mode, procrastinating mode, because if they do go into that next step, which is launching, which is having the conversation, which is saying yes, whatever, when they do it, you know, the imposter syndrome makes them think that people are going to expose them and it's not going to be the favorable outcome anyway. So that's another thing. Imperfectionism is a byproduct of imposter syndrome. Okay. So we just have to remember that imposter syndrome, like it's kind of like the umbrella term. And then it plays out in all of these different ways. It plays out in us having perpetual self-doubt. It plays out in us not being able to acknowledge our our strengths and us being not able to acknowledge and really like appreciate our growth and see the awesome achievements that we've done. It's playing out and setting up expectations for ourselves in the form of goals and targets and milestones that are quite frankly, like on the wrong trajectory for that point in time. We can do them in the future, but they're the wrong mountain to be climbing right now because we don't have the skills. Um, They can play out with just a fear of what other people will think over and over again. And when we have that, we don't raise our voice. We don't stand up and say the things that we want to say and all that kind of stuff. And another thing is the perfectionism piece. So having that fear of being a fraud and you know, being exposed and then being rejected, it just, it sits there and it influences so fucking much. Okay. And a lot of the time when we've got imposter syndrome sitting there, it can start, it starts like appearing as a lot of scarcity driven behavior. It starts appearing as, you know, like operating a business and being a coach out of, I need to, I have to, as opposed to, I want to, I'm excited to. So scarcity can can show up massively. Now, the thing with imposter syndrome is that, think about it, like think about the word imposter and syndrome. So it, it explains and the definition dictates or, you know, no, explains probably the better word. The, it explains that we feel that we are an imposter in our own body, okay? Like we are not our truest self. And so the more that we can lean in and respect and nurture our truest self, then there's not going to be a place for an imposter to exist. But that is hard, okay? Because there are things about ourselves that we don't like, okay? And human beings can be in a fantasy that we have to be good all the time and pure all the time and we can't say bad things and we can't have the shit sides of our personality, But human beings have what's called shadow sides. Human beings have unfavorable traits that they try and hide because they don't want other people to know about it. And quite frankly, the more that we can lean into our shadow sides and those sides of ourselves that we deem unfavorable, the better. Because the more we can accept, and that's not to say that we have to accept that we're an asshole and we can't change these things that maybe we don't like about ourselves, that's not that. But the more that we can lean into these sides of ourselves that we're trying to hide, the, the better off we're going to be at not having imposter syndrome even be a thing in our life. Because we have to accept that we can be an arsehole. We can be a shady bitch. We can be, you know, mean or whatever. The more that we hide these shadow sides, the more we are setting this breeding ground for imposter syndrome to live. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about is 
about four different things that we can be doing to actually help ourselves when we know that we're in, we've got some imposter syndrome going on, or we know and can resonate with some of those behaviors or feelings, thoughts that I explained that might also be appearing as a byproduct of imposter syndrome. So the first thing that we can do to help ourselves when we're in imposter syndrome is it's got to start with awareness and acknowledgement. We have to like, we got to feel all the feels. We've got to fully lean into all of these feelings that we have and either talk about it with someone else, write about it, I don't know, speak to someone about it, whatever. Pay someone to, to help you through it. But we have to fully feel these feelings if we want to raise it up out of silence. Okay, so asking questions like, why do I feel that way? What's, you know, why, why am I... Why am I doing this thing? Why am I afraid to say this thing? Why can I not do this thing? We need to really, really lean into all these thoughts and feelings that are going on. And we need to step two is we really need to, well, tip two is externalize. We know that when we leave thoughts in our head, unless we have, no, actually, I'm going to backtrack. I was going to say, unless we have the skills to deal with it ourselves. And sometimes like we can have all the skills, but things like imposter syndrome, Sometimes they need a helping fucking hand. And whether you have all the skills in the world or not, like if it's a really big present thing that's appearing in your life, honestly, skills or not, like you need you need some assistance. So externalizing, talking, sharing with someone that can help you get out of your head and bring some, you know, like logic to the party and some an, an outside perspective is very, very useful. Okay. Because I like to explain this as a toddler running around. Um, a toddler, like when they've had too much sugar, oh, it's a shit fight. Like they are just, you know, crazy up on the walls, like kicking the, I'm literally thinking about my child right now, um, climbing on the couches, pulling the cat's tail, fucking touching the dog and making the dog growl. And, oh, it's just, it is a legitimate shit fight when the kid has had too much sugar. And I like to liken that analogy of a, a toddler having sugar and just running riots, the same as when you've got a negative thought in your head and you're not allowing someone else to help you or bring some like external perspective to it. It just runs around in your head and the sugar overload just keeps going and going and going and it makes it fucking worse. So that's why externalizing and talking about it for someone to go, okay, cool, and give you an outside perspective is really, really important. Um, And another thing that we need to be looking at if we want to start you know, getting one up on imposter syndrome is truly start looking at those shadow sides that I talked about. So looking at the things that you're good at, but also looking at things that you're not good at and the things that you're ashamed of about yourself um, and the qualities about your personality that, you know, you deem unfavorable and you deem to be like shit things. I think it's important to go there um, and, you know, when I said about the person and externalizing, that's a really good reflection piece to do with someone because sometimes you can go into a space of like making it worse and the self-deprecation that can come from that can be worse about creating a bigger cycle. So if we want to live a life and if we want to be in a state where imposter syndrome is not even a thing, if we can accept these sides of ourselves, these shadow sides, like we won't feel like we have to hide them and we don't feel like we have to Like we don't have that fear of these shades of ourselves being exposed because we fully accept that we're a human being and we've got all all, all sides. Um, So that's that's really important. If you're interested in learning about that further, um, the work of Robert Greene, 
um, he he talks about that stuff a lot. And I know for myself, um, when I started to really jump into my shadow sides and accept that I'm no fucking angel, um, I've got sides of my personality that I deem that I want to hide. Um, but the more that I try and hide who I am, the more, the bigger the breeding ground for imposter. So I really did acceptance work around, okay, this is, this is who I am. I've got, you know, good qualities, bad qualities, unfavorable qualities, shit qualities, whatever. It's, that's the, the psyche of a human being. And the more I learned to accept all sides of myself, the better I felt to stand in my skin and stand in my opinions and raise my voice because I didn't feel like I had to mitigate these sides of my personality because I had truly accepted them myself. We are mitigating sides of our personality that exist. Okay. So the better option, I believe, is to lean into those sides, is to go into those sides of ourselves instead of going, you know what, I don't want anyone to know because eventually they're going to get found out anyway. Um, and the last, I guess, tip to help you kind of think about leaning into imposter syndrome and, and tackling it on a proactive foot is opening into the shame of the shadow sides more. So what I mean by that is I obviously just explain what shadow sides are. And the reason that a lot of people don't want to go there is because there's so much shame, embarrassment um, of like really accepting that that's who we are, right? Like if you've got a quality about yourself that you don't like, it's shameful to fucking admit that you can be that person that thinks that way. And, you know, the more that we have shame around it, the more silence there exists and the more silent there is, the more we feel like we can't show those sides. And when you start breaking into all shades of yourself, strengths, weaknesses, both sides, it is shameful. It does feel confronting, okay? However, the more you do it and the more you bring up these sides and start to share them with people, honestly, the more I've done it, people are like, wow, okay, I'm the same. And they actually like re like relate to it because no one is like an angel 24-7. And quite frankly, you know, we all want to know that we're all a bit fucked up and we've all got these sides of our personality and we're all the same. Like we all have our own things that we're dealing with and we all have the shit that we feel ashamed of and we can choose to push them down and have silence wrapped all around them or we can open them up. So that last tip is all about opening into that shame more. So the one before it is really acknowledging and exploring our shadow sides. But because we know imposter syndrome brings on silence, shame breeds on silence, the more that we can crack open that silence and start to talk about it and share it, the better off we're going to be and don't feel like we have to you know, mitigate or have that fear of exposing ourselves because of the fear of judgment. How about we be proactive about it and share that we have these things going on or we have these struggles because if we do it ourselves, there is no fear there. If we don't fear our fuck-ups and if we don't fear these unfavorable parts of ourselves because we are the ones sharing it, imposter syndrome has less of a chance to live, okay? So I hope this is all making sense to you and I hope this is giving you something to think about because imposter syndrome, when it is present in our life, boy, oh boy, the impacts and consequences can be huge. We feel we can't live our truest self, be your authentic person, 
moving on things that we might want to do, make decisions about our business, coaching a style that might be what feels right to us, say things to our clients, say things to our friends and family for the fear of obviously people judging us. We fear that we will be exposed and when we fear we're going to be exposed as a fraud or exposed with these qualities that we don't like about ourselves, we fear and we think that people are going to reject us. And yeah, look, they might. (laughs) They might reject us and they might not like you and cool, whatever. That is always going to be a, you know, a juggle that you take on this time on our, on this planet. However, you know, I can, I can guarantee that there are going to be other people that will be like, fucking thank you for being honest and for sharing some real shit because I have that too. And that makes sense to me and I can relate to that. So imposter syndrome makes us feel like we have to like lay dormant. We have to mitigate who we are. We are not deserving the things that we get. We are getting everything by chance. It's all falling into our lap. And we don't deserve to celebrate what we have. And it plays out in some really weird avenues, okay? So I want you to take those tips and just explore them. Explore them. Bring out your journal. Talk to someone because if it lays there like a toddler on sugar, it can be an absolute fucking shit fight in your head. But the more that we can open it, sit with that toddler that has had sugar, calm her, talk to her, maybe redirect her energy into something else, then we can still be in that front foot when these things are present. All right, guys, I hope that gave you some cool things to talk about, think about, etc. And I will speak with you next week. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was definitely a confronting one with topics that can feel quite close to home. If you want to discuss anything further, you can hit me on Instagram at womaninstrength underscore, or you can also find out more about what I do, what I'm hitting with coaches right now at womaninstrength.com.au. Now I have got one more week left for our PAL program. We start on September the 14th and I actually only have one more spot available. So if you really want to start launching your business and supercharging what you're doing in the industry, jump to womaninstrength.com.au and have a bit of a look. What was that about? Um, A yawn. Okay. And on that note, have a good night. Bye.